This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. <clears throat> I want to talk about a shayla that happened twice last week, and it actually occurred once before two years ago, actually three years ago on Tishabov. What's the shayla? So it happened twice last week, and we took out a Sefer Torah from the RN, and we realized we took out the wrong Sefer Torah. We realized it needs to be rolled. It was my mistake, the wrong one. Now they're holding the Sefer Torah in their hands. They brought it to the Bima. And the question is, what are our choices? So option number one is to sit there and roll the Sefer Torah. Option number two is bring the Sefer Torah back and get the right one out. Those are, that's the Shaila. So it happened twice last week, and it happened three years ago on Tishabov. I'm sure everyone remembers. Tishabov after Kinnis at Minchan Tishabov. And I think there's a reason why I'm telling you this. You'll see, I think it's relevant to the Shailah. It happened on Tisha B'av and it happened to, uh, last week here in the Shul. So what's the Shailah? So there's Halach and Shulchan Aruch and some Kuf Mem Dalid Siv Gimel. Shulchan Aruch writes, based on the Gemara in Yuma, that in Goylan Sefer Torah B'tzibur. We generally don't roll the Sefer Torah in the middle of Davini B'tzibur. Why? They cover that Tzibur. It's covered at Tzibur. People's time and people have things to do. These are things that are supposed to be taken care of before. Says the Shulchan Aruch, Let's say you only have one Sefer Torah and you have to do multiple readings. So that about the Tzrichim Nikris B'shdein Yonim, and you have to read two things, then of course you're going to have to be Goyulit. Says the Shulchan Aruch, V'yidche Kavarat Tzibur. And Kavarat Tzibur will have to be pushed aside. Well, you have no choice. You only have one Sefer Torah. Everyone's going to have to bear with you while they roll the Sefer Torah. That's what it says in Shulchan Aruch. Truth is, the Magen Avram has a question over here. He says, Maisa, <coughs> if it's true, that covered at Tzibur can be pushed away. What's Pshat in the Gemara in Yuma? The Gemara in Dav Yuma, when it talks about on Yom Kippur, so we know the Kohen Gadol did one Kriya, Mitoyecha Seviteira, then he had a Kriya Balpeh. And the Gemara says, why do you have a Kriya Balpeh? So the Gemara says, because they don't want to start schlepping, rolling another Seviteira. Frech the Magen Avram, what happened to the Tzibur understanding and being Michael? So if the Tzibur understands in our shul, if we only had one Seviteira, we would all understand. Why don't they understand that the Kohen Gadol didn't have the chance to roll? So the Magen Avram gives the Teretz, he says, there was the entire, it was the whole Klai Yisrael. And there's a lot of people, you can't ask everyone to be Meichel. But when it's a shul, or how many people do you have in the shul, then the people could be Meichel. As I zok, the Magen Avram. The point is, you see from the Gemara, that there's a serious issue called, what we call Kavarat Tzibur, to wait, to make everyone wait while they roll it. It's interesting, the Mishtabura quotes from the Darki Moshe, if you talk only of one Sefer again, if you realize you have to roll a Sefer he says, roll it by Pesukah de Zimra. Instead of rolling it by, take it a few minutes earlier. Usually we don't tell you to do things during Pesukah de Zimra. Pesukah de Zimra is the time you're supposed to be listening. But he writes, it's better then than having everyone wait and watch while you roll the Sefer That's what it says in Shulchan Aruch, and that's the way we pass it. The question is our case. What about our case? Our case, where you take out the Sefer and now already you have a Sefer in your hands, what are your options? So you'd say, no. It's very bad to sit and make everyone wait while you roll the Sefer Torah. So what's the downside? The Gemara has a svar in Yuma, Dav Ayin, that if you're going to take that Sefer Torah and return it to Aaron Kodesh, people are going to speculate that there's something wrong with the Sefer Torah. There's a pigam in the Sefer Torah. Why would you take the Sefer Torah back? It's a nice Sefer Torah. Oh, it must be there's something wrong with the Sefer Torah. So now we have two contradictory feelings. On one hand, Kavarat Sibur is so important. Tirchadit Sibur, we don't want to waste people's time. On the other hand, if I bring the Sefer Torah back, how would that look to the Sefer Torah? So which one of these two svaras went out? So the Shailah appears originally in the Siddur Yaivitz. Rabbi Yaakov Emden, this Siddur, the Shailah appears. Mamish the Shailah. So we shouldn't feel guilty. It happened already in history before us. That they take it the wrong Sefer Torah and they realize it was in the wrong spot. So Rabbi Yaakov Emden basically concludes, he hears both stodim. He brings them both sides. He hears one side to say that 
that it's better to roll it as pigam sevetera. And here's the other side. No, maybe it's better to put it back because it covered at sea, but he doesn't really pick sides. Now, many, many Achreinim did pick sides. Many Achreinim in the Svadish camp, Chaim Palaji, Rebbe Vad Yosef has a tshuva, and they all assume for Dabr Pashit that you do not take the Sevetari back and you have to roll it on the bima. That's the way Rebbe Chaim Zonnefeld also paskins in the tshuva, that it's not even a question. You have to uh, take the Sevetari as is. You're not allowed to return it to the bima. Rebbe Moshe has an interesting tshuva for a couple of reasons. Moshe has a tshuva in English. Moshe Arachayim Chelik Beis Simen Lamed Zayin, where he was asked this exact same question, 1949. Someone asked Rav Moshe this exact same shayla. Mamish our case, where they took the sefer Torah out and they realized now that it's in the wrong place. What do you do? Now the shayla to Rav Moshe, his name was Rav Yosef Tumim. He wrote a sefer called Nechmas Yosef. I don't know who he is. Uh, so he tied it to Psalm this to Rav Moshe. He tied it to Rav Moshe a svar like this. We know there is an interesting machlokes achreinim. Between the Chacham Tzvi and others, the Shvaz what happens if a person on Chanukah time, talk about Chanukah for a second, it's cold outside, it's close enough to Chanukah, he sets up his menorah with wax candles. Right? He sets up his menorah, he's ready to light the menorah. Then some guy comes in and says, you know what, I'm going to sponsor you oil menorah. Does he have the right to take away those, those wax candles and put up the oil menorah? So the question is, do you say that this is already considered a mavir al-mitzvah? Once I set up the candles to be the mitzvah for Nechanukah, I have no right, I have no permission to move them away. So the, so, so the shoyal tainus to Ramosha, that over here, since I didn't start the, mish, the mitzvah yet, all I'm doing is I'm holding the Sefer Torah. I didn't start reading from it yet. If I would have started reading from it yet, so then I read it to Shail for the Imavina mitzvah, so I'm middle of doing a mitzvah. But over here, said the Shail to Ramosha, since I'm just holding the Sefer Torah, I didn't yet read from the Sefer Torah, it's the same case of the Chacham Tzvi. And just like the Chacham Tzvi said, when I have the, the wick, the, the, the candles set up, and I didn't get light from them, and then I get a better version of the menorah, I get oil, I'm allowed to undo it. So here also, the Shail told, wrote to Rav Moshe that he thought you'd be allowed to extra, uh, exchange the Sefer Torah because I didn't yet use the Sefer Torah and I didn't start the mitzvah. Now, the problem is, Rav Moshe points out, and it's, it's, it's very obvious that we're dealing with two totally different worlds. The comparison is off for quite a few reasons. As Rav Moshe points out, the whole machloikis with the Chacham Tzvi and others is talking about a Shail of Eimavir al-Mitzvah. Right, I have mitzvah A that I was planning on using. Then I get something better. Over here, is the second Sefer Torah any better? It's not better. It just happens to be at the right spot. No, so Ramosha says that doesn't make the Sefer Torah. It's not a hidden mitzvah in the Sefer Torah. Ramosha argues that doesn't make the second Sefer Torah better. It makes the situation better. In the actual ksav and the, and the dioy and the ink that went into the Sefer Torah, you don't call the Sefer Torah Sefer Torah Mohudr. Oil menorah is be'etzim a better, a better uh, menorah. So therefore said to this your, your question by the Sefer has nothing to do with the Chacham Tzvi. And Rav Moshe proves, proves it beautifully. Rav Moshe says, I'll prove it to you. You know why? Because if Yaakov Emdin, who was the son by the Chacham Tzvi, he cleared this exact Shailah, and he never once referenced his father's comment about the menorah. Why not, says Rav Moshe? Because the Menorah Shail with the Chacham Tzvi has absolutely no connection to our sugya whatsoever. And therefore, Rav Moshe said, you're mixing apples and oranges. So Rav Moshe says, so what's the Shail by us? The Shail by us is like a Yaakov Emden presented it. What do you say wins? Do you say Kavad Atzibur of Goyalit? Or do you say no versus Pagam Sefer Torah? So Rav Moshe points out, maybe there's no Pagam Sefer Torah over here. I didn't open the Sefer Torah yet. What's going to happen? I take the Sefer Torah and I walk down. Someone's like, oh, there's something wrong. What's wrong with the Sefer Torah? We even open it yet. Pagam Sevetari maybe makes sense when you have a Sevetari open, you decide to look, you close it, you put it back. But over here, I didn't even open the Sevetari yet. Where's the Pagam Sevetari? So Ramosha writes in the truth of the following psaq. Says Ramosha, 
since I hear both sides, Rabbi Yaakov Emden brings down both sides, so Rabbi Moshe Paskin is the following. Each reason has a compelling argument behind it. Says Rabbi Moshe, could do whatever you want. Whatever you want, you're okay. Not like a lot of the Akronim we saw that Paskin clearly, you have to use the same you have. No, says Rabbi Moshe. I hear both arguments. And again, says Rabbi Moshe, you could do either way. But let's say the Tzibur's talking not Makbid. They have all the time in the world. There are no rush. Nowhere to go. Now, gradually, this happened once in the, twice in the morning, once in the morning, where people were talking more nervous about getting parking tickets across the street. And the other time it happened was on Tisha B'Av after Kinnis, where people were talking tired from being here a whole morning listening to Kinnis. So I'm not so sure how people were so easy going with their time. They talk and wanted to get moving. Says Reb Moshe, if they're not Makbid, then Vada ain't Lachzira. As long as no one's up in arms, says Rabbi Moshe, then you shouldn't bring it back. Says Rabbi Moshe, today most kehillas are very understanding, they're not makbid. But again, if time is of the essence, if people are looking at the clocks, they've got to catch the train, they're going to get a parking ticket outside, they're, they've been sitting in shul ready, it's Tisha B'Av, I, I can hear an, an argument to be said, no, I am makbid, I, I want to go home, I don't want to wait the few minutes. Then Rabbi Moshe concludes, if let's say someone paskin to take the Sefer back, and then there will be a whole tumult. How can you bring it back? It's a begam sefer Says Ramayisha, who can I be mafpid? That already makes it mafpidim. Sherashoyim lachziru that you're allowed to bring it back. So Ramayisha basically left it open ended to based on the situation. The Eishlav Rom, the Bichachu Rav, writes a similar psak to Ramayisha. He writes, it depends on the size of the shul you have. If you have a small, intimate crowd, you can explain to everyone, guys. I want you to realize there's nothing wrong with the first sefer the reason why we brought it back is because it's in the wrong place. So the Eishel Avram writes, in that case, it's Takamuta. Because, well, where's the Pagam Sefer He made a nice announcement. So if you have a large crowd, you have 500 people in the shul, so you know what, not everyone's going to get the message to why exactly we're doing what we're doing. But Zog to Eishel Avram, you have a small crowd. Our morning crowd is not as packed as maybe we'd like it to be. We probably could explain to everyone. Okay, everybody say a quick announcement. Everyone should know that there's nothing wrong with the first Sefer It's just that it was at the wrong place. So I can hear, according to the Eishel Avram, it's interesting, Moshe doesn't quote it. But according to Eishel Avram, maybe it uh, wouldn't have been terrible to keep it as it is because uh, we could explain to everyone what to do. I think the moral of the story is to have the chains that they have on many of the Sefer Torah where they tell you where it is. Right? Again, I'm not uh, pushing for anyone to, uh, to donate it. I know it costs money, but that's always a big help. If you have it marked somewhere they have now, well, you know where each Sefer is. Someone could donate it if they want. But in any case, it's not a Zoy Pashat, I don't think, that you have to roll it and not put it back. Again, many Akhrayim do Pashat that way, but Ramayisha definitely leaves it slightly more left open to the option of depending on uh, and again, depending on people's time, I definitely could see that it might be Kedai to go the other direction and put it back if it would go quicker and, uh, and people are Makbid on the Zman.